Made and Logan, ready to get rolling. Check your deck, wanna know what you're holding. I refuse to lose. Give me them cues. I'ma do the step, tell me what you wanna do. Come on, let's go toe to toe. Mama let my strength on, ready to win, yo. Give me the mic, I'm finna rap about it. Don't matter about it, chatter about it. Let's snap. Snap, 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 snap. I'm gonna, I'm gonna snap, snap, snap. Hello and welcome to Snapchatter, your weekly Marvel Snap podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Logan. And I'm the other one, Nate. Nate, the new season is upon us, man. We are getting so close. I don't know if I've hit infinite or not yet because of how we record these episodes. Mm -hmm. We record two a night. So at the time of this recording, I'm still at rank 96. But man, I really hope (laughs) I have hit infinite by the time this episode hits public feeds. Because if I haven't done it by then... Well, I'm I'm never doing it again. I can never tell you that again. Right. <laughs> never again. Let me tell y'all, as someone who has taken this game very seriously for the last like month, I am never doing it again. It is it is you know we talked about this in episode what was it um, five I think you know healthy approaches to Marvel Snap. Mm-hmm. We need to add an addendum on there is don't go for infinite. You will burn out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's like it's it's one of those things that like if I get close enough, like it's like, yeah, I might, might try. But yeah, honestly, I'm probably just a little too casual to like care mm-hmm. Um, just in the sense that I have to be that way or else I will like literally pull out all my hair and go insane. Yeah. Um, so Which I have. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another thing that we can just add add it to it man marvel snap is meant for fun i mean i guess if you want to take it competitively you you can just make sure you got healthy checks in there and don't take it too seriously otherwise you're gonna drive your spouse and your friends a little nuts because they're like dude you were talking about this game nonstop. please stop like you started a podcast so we wouldn't have to hear this right (laughs) you know so yeah but with that being said though it's exciting because it's a new season new cards and we're gonna take a look at not only april's season of cards and everything you're getting with that but we also well i'm gonna say recently time is relative in in regards to recording this podcast but a data mine for may's season pass as well so we're gonna go over both of those in this episode here but man let's just kind of take a recap yet again of this past season days of future pass Nate, overall, how did you feel about this past season? The cards, the season pass. Um, we got Nimrod for the first mm-hmm. time, who was great in Destroy decks. Uh, what did you What did you think of the overall season as a whole? Uh, I I sort of rank this season as it's not nearly as like crazy as like Zabu or Silver yeah. Surfer, but this mm-hmm. is a solid season. Nimrod mm-hmm. is a Good card. And again, we've talked about him. I think he's a little, frankly, I'd like to see him at a different sort of like cost point. Um, But other than that, I I think like he's, he's got a, he's got a place. He's got like, you know, he's got some utility. He's got some use. He's a useful card. doesn't really change all that much, but I think where this season has been really cool is like, uh, I actually just hit uh, 34 just a couple nights ago. Got that sweet, Mm -hmm. Wolverine variant. Um, yeah, you know, I think uh, some of the the variants that they're offering this season are arguably the best. Um, yep. That steampunk Sentinel and the the sort of like the Wolverine in the rain. They're just like I mean, and that's, that's 
that's half that's half of why i play the the game is for the cool variants so yeah. i mean yeah, yeah like with those two right there that's that's big winner winner chicken dinner right there yeah um i give it like an a minus i like to see like maybe a little bit better of a, a season pass card but again mm-hmm. nimrod's good he's just not great yeah he, he only fits in certain kind of decks and you really have to kind of finagle some things in order for it to really pop off mm-hmm. but when it does it is pretty cool it's still it, it to me it's fun to just do shuri into nimrod into arnim zola and then there's like what three or four no there should be two nimrods in one lane that are like 10 power and it's just it's three. nuts when it works because when he he'll no it'll be four yeah it'll be four nimrods total two in each lane yeah yeah and it's just yeah. it's fun it's fun i think i'd agree with that rating i might i might go lean a little more towards a b plus but then i think about the variants we got and i'm like mm-hmm. yeah that wolverine variant is so hard to beat man mm. it's so good it's so good and plus we had the jim lee variant bundle um, which mm-hmm. i know some people got some people didn't i picked it up because i mean the jim lee sentinel was so cool looking the mm-hmm. Archangel one is so cool. I'm waiting for some kind of buff to Archangel or just Angel, I guess, is, is what he is in the game. Yeah. My big thing with him is I wish even if he's in your hand and a card gets destroyed, he flies out of your hand and goes into yep. that spot. I wish I wish he would do that. If they make that one change, I think he would be a perfect card. Um, perfect. Honestly, he, he and M'Baku sort of are on the same level. Like if their yep. abilities would trigger, period. Like, yep. y- you know, so you could keep Mbaku in your hand and basically get a free two power. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Like it like, yeah, that would make them like they're fine as is like mm-hmm. Mbaku is pretty not he's he's Mbaku's like the most OP card in the game, dude. Come on. Uh, <laughs> hard disagree. Um, I wish that but, were true. Like, that um, were true. yeah, it's like, you know, but yeah, it, it I think. Angel's like a good card, but it's like he just a lot of times like they're just better one drops, like yep. especially like like he's OK in a destruction deck, but there's always a better one drop. So, yep, yep, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I think I think this uh, season as a whole, though, has been my personal favorite just because it's been X-Men mm-hmm. themed. And so getting the X-Men card back has been really cool. The Wolverine variant got some really good uh, variants out of the mystery variants in the season pass tier things. Um, just really good. I got uh, a Ronin one that fit perfectly when I got Master Mold and was putting him in that deck. Um, I paid real money for that variant. So I was when you pulled oh, okay. it for for uh, the the free ninety nine out of a cash or whatever. Yeah. I was I was a little jealous. Yeah, but that that variance. Mm. Yep, yep. And if I remember to put that in here, I'll put that in here uh, as well, and we'll we'll take a look Can at we, it. There was a, we didn't talk about this, but Master Mold finally came out. Yeah, he did. He's okay. <laughs> like I, I'm okay. He's he's okay. He's, He's, you know, he's good. He's, you know, I have to justify because I spent six thousand tokens on Master Mold. Oh, so did I. So did I unpinned Thanos just so I could get oh, yeah, Master you Mold. Too. I forgot about that. We, yeah, man. I. So here's my thing, right? I watched Jeff Hoagland, um, not someone I personally endorse because reasons, but he built 
a master mold deck that was like a bounce deck and i used it and that got me pretty good rankage uh in, in the game for a while maybe that's the one that got me into the 80s i can't remember what that got me into it's the 80s like you pair it with like that i think the problem though is that the cards it's gonna that you're gonna want to pair it with like so widow and stuff like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're not gonna have a lot of power on the board just period yeah. like you're relying yeah. on cards like ronin and devil dino and dark hawk to be like your power and yeah. that's iffy at best you yeah, know. the the only time I could get that deck to really work really well was if I managed to get Ronan down on the board. And again, because we're you know we're playing Shuri, whatever. Um, there's usually a Cosmo on the board, and then I would go into Mystique to copy Ronan on turn six, and then Maximus on turn six to just boost them up a little bit more. And that would win me matches right there. But in the matches where you don't have Ronan or you don't have Mystique or you don't have Mystique and Maximus, it's it's an instant loss. Because, again, you don't have enough power on the board. So, yeah, it's I like Master Mold just because he's fun. Yeah. But he's, he's not... He's arguably, yeah. like, you pair him with, like, Widow, like, you've got mm-hmm. a Savage turn four, or Savage turn two and three. Like, yeah. you know, you're stuffing their hands full of, like, crap that... Well, it's like, go, go ahead, play, <laughs> you yeah. know, one of those Sentinels, I dare you. Um but, I think yeah. I think the best play I ever saw with Master Mold this past season was this was the day that the card came out and Bar Sinister revealed I didn't have Master Mold right so this is my first introduction to Master Mold the my opponent snapped I'm like dude it's literally turn two what are you okay whatever so I went along nonchalantly and he just put the thumbs up and a fist bump emote and then played Master Mold into Bar Sinister and then my hand was just flooded with Sentinels and I'm like. I literally can't play anything because my entire hand is like just sentinels and I can't, I literally, what the heck? This dude just destroyed my hand. And I was like, crap, I need to get master mold ASAP. That was so cool. Yeah. And (laughs) And I mean, in that situation, master mold is going to like, it's like absolutely ruin your opponent's day. Absolutely. But yeah. yeah. Sorry than that. It's fun. It's it's a good time, right? If you don't care about your ranks and you just want to play around with it, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of how a lot of these cards are going to be for a while until more people get their hands on them, get more creative with them, and things of that nature. But that kind of leads into April, right? You know, last season we saw new cards like Master Mold, Nimrod, Kitty Pride, Negasonic, Teenage Warhead, or what is? No, I think that's I think that's what it is. Um, which I'm seeing some pretty interesting plays with with warhead i'm kind of like wishing i feel like i'm gonna have this fomo sort of effect every time a new card comes up like oh that's kind of cool i wish i would have saved my tokens for that but it's gonna be cool for like that one day and then everyone's gonna move on from it i don't know uh, i think teenage warhead's gonna be interesting because she's basically like lane security like yeah. it's like i you you put her down and it's like oh you can put whatever you want i mean aside from like you know somebody throws in armor against that but you know, at that point in time in the game, most of the time, like armor's already out. Um, yeah. So it's true. That's true. But man, let's look ahead here. Of course, we're looking at data mine stuff over on Marvel Snap Zone. So, of course, a lot of this stuff is subject to change um, at certain points. Granted, when this episode releases, um, it'll be the start of the new season. So, we'll see what is changed and what isn't. But just looking at it here, it's, we're looking at an Animals Assemble 
season with Hitmonkey being the big card uh, for the season pass. It's going to be a two-cost, zero-power card that when it reveals, you gain plus two power for each other card you played this turn. Man, I got to be honest with you. I'm looking at Hitmonkey. First of all, I love the idea of Hitmonkey, just a monkey assassin. That's funny. Mm -hmm. But... The on reveal thing has me like, okay, how could you use this? And so maybe Nate, you can help me out with this a little bit here. On reveal, you gain plus two power for each other card you played this turn. Would this be nuts in a Sarah deck for an explosive turn six? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's he's gonna be one of those cards that like um oh I I'm trying to actually pull up the the visual so but he's going to be one of those those cards that um yeah you're going to see like explosive turn six kind of stuff with him like he's a card that honestly is better left till turn six in a sarah deck mm -hmm. or with mm -hmm. a bunch of bounce stuff so it's like if yeah. you have a bunch of zero cost stuff or one cost stuff from like beast or oh, you know stuff like yeah. that where you can just like dump a whole bunch of like you know if you can basically dump a whole bunch of cheap cards, like you can get him up to, you know, eight, 10 power fairly inexpensive, you know, and, and you're spreading that power across the board as well. So yeah, it's, um, that's true. I think like you're going to see him hit the, the, the most obvious pairing is going to be with Sarah. Um, and then you just drop, drop a bunch of like one and two drops in there to sort of like, and he's just, he's a nice, like, he's not going to be like crazy explosive, um, mm -hmm. because there is a limit to, to how many cards that, you know, right. but, you know, you, you could probably pretty easily get them up to like six, eight, 10 range. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm excited to get my hands on him and just kind of, uh, see what he's all about. Again, this looks like it'll be with the season pass. So it'll be the card that you unlock right out of the gate to kind of play around with much like Nimrod, Zabu, Silver Surfer were in previous seasons. Um, of course, you're going to have these beautiful variants that you're going to unlock on uh, the path, or they're going to be um, in bundles. I'll try to get pictures of these up, but of course, they're by Ryan Gonzalez uh, for Goose and Cosmo, obviously, because it's animal-themed. So hopefully, I mean, Goose is getting a lot, of, or not Goose. Well, both Goose and Cosmo are getting a lot of play, depending on the deck that you're running um, as of the time of this recording. But Nate, I want to focus on these cards here because I think we might have talked a little bit about these um, in previous episodes or maybe it was like before we started recording. But with each new season, we're going to see three new cards get added to Series 5. And like we just mentioned for this past season of Days of Future Past, we had Master Mold, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and Kitty Pride show up um, mm -hmm. alongside Nimrod, which is the season pass card. And this season looks to be bringing in both Snow Guard, Jeff the Baby Land Shark. <laughs> That's going to be a crazy card. And Stegron. Now, to go over these cards a little bit here, I'm going to look at, uh, just read kind of their, their card text, and then we'll uh, kind of spitball some ideas for these cards themselves. So Snow Guard is while it's in your hand, this transforms each turn into a hawk or a bear. And I'll get into more details of that here in just a second. Jeff the Baby Landshark reads, you can move this once. Nothing can stop you from moving or playing this to any location. So that makes me wonder 
if you can sneak that into a Professor X lane and, you know, you didn't have enough power there, you sneak that guy over there. Maybe it you says can get him nothing can stop. And so, so like, that, that's Santorum, like, you can play him anywhere. Nothing can stop. Yeah. That's that's going to be nuts. That's going to be fun to see for like move decks or just any kind of deck, really just slot that in there. And then Stegron, which is this crazy looking Stegosaurus dude, move an enemy card from here to another location. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a little disruptive. I'm very curious to see how Stegron performs and what he does. But let's start with Snowguard a little bit here. Let me see if I can get some text for the hawk or the bear and i'm not pulling up anything so maybe that information just isn't out just yet um so with that i mean that could be a change in power that could be a change in cost that could be a lot of different things we won't know until we see the card a little bit more in depth beyond what this uh reading is but man jeff the baby land shark how are you feeling about that one uh dude i i'm like flat out, I think that's going to be. I don't think it's going to it's it's like one of those things that I don't think it's going to like radically change the game. But yeah. I do think like he is going to be in a lot of decks um, yeah. just because three power anywhere you want it. You can move it. Nothing can stop you from playing it like, you know, that basically sort of, you know, you can blow raspberries at Professor X <laughs> when he shuts down a lane. Um you know, you can like all of like the different like like, you know, when you have stuff that's like, you know, and he's like he's one of those cards that's great, too, because like what is he? He's a two cost, um, two cost, a, three power. So you can play him on turn two. Let's just say like, you know, because I like what I like to do is uh, I like to play stuff on the unrevealed tiles just in case you get like a Sanctum Santorum or you know something like Sanctorum or whatever. You know, you mm-hmm. get something where it's like hard to play. There are times when that bites you in the butt, like, you know, if it's uh, the one that gives you plus one energy every turn or mm, uh, it's yeah. the bar with no name where the lowest power wins. You know, yeah. I actually lost a game because of that, because I dropped somebody on the bar with no name. Oh, and as no. soon as it flipped, my opponent snapped and I was like, you know, what? I'm out. Like, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Like, I've got nothing here. Um, this is just going to go poorly for me. Um, so but like he lets you just like you can do that. The, the play. Wherever you, you know, you can play them turn three. And if it's a tile that you don't want them at, you move them. Or like I said, you just kind of leave them there. And then if somebody like goes to shut you off from something, you go, boop. You know, it's like, oh, hey, oh, hey, you thought you were going to like be sneaky with your Professor X and you thought you were going to have this three point advantage. Well, no, Jeff, the baby land shark disagrees with you, sir. (laughs) I just I can't get over that. This is literally a baby land shark. And I just I don't again. I've read comics most of my life. I have never heard of Jeff the Baby Landshark, but I love the the card. I love the look. I love what he's all about. I've got to know more about this dude here. I think this is going to be just a, a, a just a superior Nightcrawler in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, yeah, he's just, he's definitely got that sort of that vibe. Yeah, no, yeah, he's going to be a, a more powerful, more, and I think more potent Nightcrawler because Nightcrawler can't penetrate Professor X's sort of lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, but Jeff the Baby Landshark, he's coming for you, Professor X. Watch out. Man, let's move on to Stegron. Move an enemy card from here to another location. I can't help but think this is going to jack up some plays. I mean, I can see it messing with things like 
a Wong combo. I can see it messing with just a lot of different things and maybe even moving certain cards to already to make another lane completely locked up so you can't do anything with that card. Ed, this is going to be crazy, man. I, of course, of course, I say that, right? And we all thought Master Mall was going to be crazy. And we got him like, yeah, he's okay. I wonder if that might be the same thing with Stegron or Stegron might be one of those cards that's going to be like, okay, you need to get this card, like save up, right? No, I think Stegron's going to be like, you know, just looking at sort of what he does, right? So on reveal, move an enemy card from here to another location. So short of somebody like Cosmo in the lane, you're going to be able to pull out like, so there's a lot of utility here. It's like you said, you can maybe move something into a lane and sort of block it up. You can move a big fatty over into the bar with no name. You can sort of maybe drag something over into, uh, you know, the what the uh, the one that shuts down ongoing effects. Like you're going to be able to sort of like get like crazy kind of with him. You're going to be able to pull out like the, the big nasties that they're hiding in an armor lane. You know, it's all of that stuff. It's like he's going to... And at a four spot, like you can play him in a Zabu deck and play him on turn three, like, yeah. or you can save him, you know, and in a Zabu deck on turn six, drag something out and then Shang-Chi it. <laughs> like, I, I'm very, that's probably the one. I mean, I just want Jeff the baby Landshark because he's so cute looking, but I, I'm really interested in Stegron the most. I think, I think in each of these new cards we get each month, there's going to be one card that I think is going to stick out to a lot of people. And I think Stagron might be that one um, unless we get more info on Snowguard and then we kind of see what she's all about. Um, but we'll just kind of have to have to wait and see. It, it looks like another promising thing, but this kind of goes back to, you know, we're looking at these cards and we're like, yeah, I don't know if these are really going to like change up things a lot. But I mean, these things, when they get added to the game, they're going to be 6,000 tokens, man. Mm-hmm. Are, yeah. <laughs> I know it's kind of early to call this, but do you think it's really worth it for that? I almost wish there would be one card that would go into Series 5, right? Let's say that's Stegron. Jeff goes into Series 4 and Snowguard goes into Series 3. So that way, you know, you can at least reasonably get one of these new cards each month. But I I don't know, man. What are your thoughts on that? Because card acquisition has been a a constant source of uh, debate and discussion within Marvel Snap for a while now. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of just every new card starts off in Series 5. Um, yeah. I don't like because it's like if you're looking at the token shop, yeah, it's like I don't know that any single one of these is going to be worth 6,000 tokens. Um, yeah. And again, like I'm seeing the most potential with Stegron. Um, depending on like I I have some guesses about Snowguard. Um, mm-hmm. but they're just guesses with that. I would imagine. So I'm going to, I'm going to just like, this is just, this is pure speculation, but for whatever reason, this is, this just feels right. Is that the bear form is going to have some sort of like lane lockdown, can't be moved. Can't the almost like sort of a Colossus type sort of thing well, on a smaller okay. level. And the Falcon or the Hawk version is going to maybe be like a night crawler esque kind of thing where it's like you can do some moving uh movement but again i'm i that's just kind of like to me that feels like and and i have absolutely no reason so i I, it's like that's just me guessing um yeah it it could just like it would be weird if it was just a purely cosmetic thing i mean honestly i'm gonna be like i think jeff like he's not powerful but that three power anywhere you want it 
they can't stop it. They can't like, dude, Yeah, that's, I think a, a little bit bigger than I think people are going to like, you know, especially like if you pair him up, you like you, you throw him out and then you throw like a Hulkbuster on him. Then, you know, you've got seven power wherever oh. you want it to go. Or you like Shuri him, you've got seven power where, or, you know, uh, at that point in time, you've got six power wherever you want it to go. Um, I think, I think Jeff, the baby land shark's going to be a little bit bigger of a shaker. I think Stegron's going to be a, a great utility card. Like I said, I mm-hmm. think if just like my guess is like, it's like, you're going to move an enemy card out of a lane, Shang-Chi it and, you know, have eight power sitting on the board that you didn't have with your opponent having one of their big gnarlies taken out. Um, Jeff would probably, probably hits close. Like I think Jeff has potential to be worth 6,000. Stegron and Snowguard, yeah. eh, whatever. Um, yeah. Man. Stegron is uh, like, he seems like solid su- series four material. Snowguard, yeah. honestly, just like depending on, and it, we don't know anything about Snowguard. So until we know yeah. sort of what those those different forms give us, it's kind of like, eh. So, yeah. dude, I didn't even think about <clears throat> that Jeff into Hulkbuster because that would fit perfect. You play Jeff on turn two, turn three, you play Hulkbuster, and then just for kicks and giggles, Shuri on turn four, Vision on five, and then you've got two cards that you can float around wherever. Mm-hmm. Talk about major stress to your opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just even do Jeff and Hulkbuster armor, that would be crazy. That sounds like so much fun. But yeah, those you are could, those you could do the forge power up as well too. Like you know, turn two, throw forge out. Turn three, throw yeah. Jeff and, and a one a one drop out, and yeah, uh, go nuts. That's true. Man, that's gonna be that's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be fun to see kind of how those cards work as more people get them. So I'm sure we'll talk about them mm-hmm. a lot more probably closer to the end of April. Um, but we'll go from there. Along with this data mine were all of the different bundles and token things that are going to be coming in April. It looks like token Tuesdays are still going to be a thing. So if you really enjoyed those in this past season, you'll be able to get those with gold. So you can get those from the season pass from completing your daily or just your challenges as they pop up every eight hours or so. And using those to, you know, or turn those in for five challenges at a time and getting gold from those little uh, box things that remind me of Engrams from destiny Two a little bit, just in the way that they look. But you can get a lot of those. Uh, I'm not going to go over all of these token bundles just for time's sake. If anybody wants to look at them, I'll have a link to uh, the data mine that we're looking at in your show notes. But the one that we got uh, on March 22nd, um, the day that we're recording this, is the look at what will most likely or almost but confirmed now be May's season pass, which is Guardians of the Galaxy themed to coincide with the new movie coming out, which I am personally excited about and looking at it man i gotta be honest i'm digging it because it's guardians i like guardians mm-hmm. um the card that we are supposedly getting is nebula and her ability is each turn your opponent doesn't play a card here in the lane she gets plus two power except the turn that you play this so i mean depending on what you do um, you can probably you can probably get her powered up a little bit there. Maybe you coincide a little bit, maybe some Spider Man, um, or lock it down with a, another lane. You know, well, I mean, she's just going to play super nice with the other 
guardians because yeah. it's like every turn that you're not playing something in there she's getting a little bit bigger so if you play something in there to sort of keep her at bay you know just uh, drop rocket drop Groot, drop drop any of them in there and they're gonna get Lord big Drax, and nasty yeah, yeah. oh so. man i didn't even think about that dude we're gonna finally have a guardians of the galaxy deck that is gonna be somewhat fun to play because it, it's a catch-22 you can play things in there but you're gonna meet star lord and then you're gonna meet Groot, and then you're gonna meet Drax. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. even think of that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. But yeah, Nebula's in there. Of course, you're gonna get variants for Gamora and Star Lord as well. Um, Star Lord has. Oh man, I'm blanking on the name of of the suit. Um, I think it's a Nova Core suit with how the blue is there and the Nova Core symbols in the middle. It's cool looking. But we also got some data mine stuff for the new cards that are supposedly coming out that month as well. And the cards are Howard the Duck, just <laughs> such a cool character, the High Evolutionary, and Iron Lad. Now, here's the crazy thing about these cards is that they come with more fun effects. But I think the high evolutionary is the one that we're all going to want to save our tokens for. But let's talk about Howard the Duck first and Iron Lad and then talk about high evolutionary. So Howard the Duck, it has an ongoing effect. He's a one cost, two power card that at any point you can tap that card to see the top card of your deck, Mm -hmm. which is just it's kind of goofy. I don't know how many people are going to play it, but to me, that sounds like just a fun effect to make the game a little more fun and to just kind of give you a better idea of like what your odds are. Like, okay, should I get out of here? Tap Howard the Duck. Yeah, it's not looking good. Let me bounce out of the out of the match. What do you think of Howard the Duck, Nate? Uh, I think Howard the Duck is going to be pretty good for yeah, like anticipating cards and sort of like maybe looking at you know a little bit down the road. He gives you a bit of a heads up. So you know what you've got coming next turn. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of a, a, you know, kind of a bit of a deck fixer in the sense that, uh, you know, like, you know, if you have uh, America Chavez in your deck, you know turn six you're pulling her. Unless Yandu nukes her like he right. always does. Um, <laughs> so there is that. Uh, so it's kind of one of those things. I think he, it's like – on his own, he seems like a bit of a, a novelty card. But where he's going to get really interesting is with you know the other card you mentioned, Iron Lad. Um, yeah, yeah. And Iron Lad, uh, just talking about him, he's going to be a four-cost, six-power card that on reveal, it copies the text of your deck's top card. So whatever card you're about to top deck, it's going to take on that card's text but i would assume it takes on its ability as well so so if it's an ongoing he he basically mimics the ongoing power if he yeah you know and if it's just a plain text card he just becomes a plain card yeah so i mean this is going to be real interesting to see kind of how that shakes up and and kind of sees what it does i i like both with howard the duck and iron lad it's kind of that gambling sort of side of thing. Like you're mm-hmm. kind of testing things out a bit, having a check, checking to see what your luck is a little bit. And it feels a little bit more like poker uh, with these two cards uh, at play. So I think that's, that's going to be interesting to see. But again, we kind of talked about, you know, are these really going to be worth the 6,000 tokens? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but if there's one thing I am sure of is that if this high evolutionary comes out with the text that it has here 
it is 100% worth the 6,000 tokens. Let me read what High Evolutionary does in his stats. He's a four-cost, seven-power card that at the start of the game, you unlock the secret ability of all cards with no ability. So cards like Wasp, Missy Knight, Shocker, Cyclops, The Thing, Abomination, and Hulk all get new abilities and new new stats. Wasp uh, has an on-reveal ability that aff- afflicts two random enemy cards at that location with negative one power. Misty Knight, when you end a turn with unspent energy, you give another friendly card plus one power. Shocker gives the leftmost card in your hand a negative one cost, which... I was thinking, I'm like, that sounds kind of bad, but depending on what it is, and if you get bar with no name, that's playable now for you with that card. I don't know how often that's going to happen, um, but I mean, it, it's possible. Uh, of Cyclops, when you end a turn with unspent energy, you afflict two random enemies here with negative one power. This is what Cyclops should do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I'm like, oh, so you make Cyclops viable. Uh, that's weird. Yeah. Now, so, hey, going back to just to check it, like Shocker, actually, he gives the leftmost card negative one cost. So he, he makes a card oh, cheaper. That's what he I does. I misread that. Okay, I thought Shocker was a negative effect. Never mind, that's positive. Give the yeah. leftmost card in your hand. Yeah, there it is, negative one cost. That's awesome. Okay, that makes that card way better. I was about to like not have Shocker in there if he was going to hurt my cards. Um, the Thing uh, has an on-revealability called afflict a random enemy card here with negative one power repeat this twice more what (laughs) so yeah he he basically applies negative three power to any cards in the enemies on the enemy side like he spreads out negative three power that, that is crazy. Abomination costs one less for each enemy card in play that's afflicted with negative power. You have cards that are afflicting negative power. That can bring Abomination down pretty quick, I would think, depending on what you what you play. If you play Wasp and the Thing in the same lane, you're going to get Abomination out super cheap. Yeah, alongside other cards, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um Hulk has an ongoing where it's plus two power for each turn you end with unspent energy. So you get him out early. He gets more and more powered up again. These are all on turn six. And he's like, if it's you've been sitting around, he gets big. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, dude. See, these are all abilities. These cars should have already. Yeah, but high evolutionary is bringing that bringing some viability to these cards that we've been like, we like these cards. They're cool, but they don't really do anything. And he's changing that up. I'm going to be honest, man. I, I think this one's worth saving up the tokens for just because of everything Evolutionary, he does. Um, and, and, you know, my one sort of thing is, and, and I said it in the Discord, at the TRG Discord when we were talking about it, um, the fact that I'm not 100% sold on him, and this is just a Nate thing, like, um, mm-hmm. that it's beginning of the game. What I think he ought to do is that on turn four, you play him. And if any of those cards would have those effects, it applies them retroactively on his reveal. So like, you oh, could okay. like, and it gives you like, he'd be to me. And the, again, this is just me. And maybe this would make him just absolutely broken. He'd be mm-hmm. like way more fun to like throw in a Patriot deck and be like, well, I can go the Patriot route 
Or the other win condition is I flip over high evolutionary and I make everybody go crazy. Yeah, that would be a, that would be a fun little surprise, especially with people that are like planning out everything. They're like, oh, this is a Patriot deck. I've got it. You drop them on the board. Everything just goes to crap. And you're like, wait, what? Well, <laughs> I can see that being pretty crazy. And the way he's worded right now, you don't actually have to play them. You just have yeah. to have them in your hand. You just got to be in your deck. Or you just have the, he, he just has to be in the deck. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm like, if you make it so that like he on reveal, he applies these things like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, again, so it's and I think I did read something to that Iron Lad. If Iron Lad copies a playing card, he gets a, a power, a special power. But I don't I didn't see that anywhere. I thought I had read that somewhere. Um, okay, but like, like I said, I didn't see it in in the sort of notes when we were looking at at Marvel Snap Zone or whatever. So yeah, yeah, fair enough, man. Well, I think it. I think with this, it uh, definitely has a lot of things to look forward to. I'm a. I like Guardians. I like the the card back covers they have here with that cassette tape. I'm cool with that. Not gonna go for the gold one because again, I'm not going for infinite again. <laughs> I, I'm done with that. Um, but it, it is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And if you're a Guardians fan, I think this one is going to cater to you um, quite a bit. I'm looking forward to seeing more Guardian decks. Um, I think Nebula is going to Nebula is going to make. I think you're going to see Guardians be a little more present. Um, I mean, like yeah. Neb or uh, Gamora gets played a ton. She's a great you know five five slot. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, but I think you're going to see a lot, a lot more of the rest of the Guardians sort of popping in. So Yeah, man. Absolutely. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Uh, along with this data mine, it did show that Loki and Gore got added into the back end. So we'll wait and see what those two are going to be about. But I'm definitely excited to see what Loki's all about. I think, um, and, and I don't know if this has been confirmed, but I think Loki basically, the turn he's played, you swap hands with your opponent. Oh my gosh. I would love and hate that simultaneously, man. But uh, again, this goes back to Marvel Snap. Second dinner. Make these new cards more accessible to people. Shake things up. Let's get people more. Let's get these cards into more hands uh, and and into more decks. And let's see kind of what kind of crazy stuff can pop off. That's what that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. But Nate, you know what else I'm here for? What's that, buddy? Is a very brief. Oh, yes. Very nice. Mm. Where we look at a random variant. And I promise the Modoc one that we did first was the only goofy one that we'll do. Um, but this next one, man, I don't know what it is yet. I'll decide here in a couple of weeks when I'm editing this episode. Well, let's yep. just real quick. I, I thought you were setting me up last last time we did this um, because you, you said it was a five cost, three power. And uh you know, I thought you, you and we were talking and you, you you led me to believe that was my boy Devil Dino. And then you mm-hmm. posted a thumbnail of us giving, you know, Leech googly eyes. And I was uh, like, yeah. I, was, I was a little betrayed. I was like, did did yeah. he just sucker me? No, did he just like. No, no, I didn't. OK, I got you, man. I got you. I'll hook you up. But again, Nate, random variant is up on the screen, man. What do you think? Mm, very nice. Very nice. Indeed. Uh, you know, uh, it's definitely better than the Taco Bell uh, oh. Modoc variant. I mean, I know that, that's, that's hard <laughs> to beat, but uh, I, I definitely 
think this does it. I don't even know if I use the word indubitably right, but yes. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Very it, nice. It, it seemed, seemed above board to me, man. Indeed. Indeed. Let's round out the show with our favorite card highlight. Nate, what is a card that you're bringing to this episode that you're like, you know what, you guys, you got to check this out a little bit. You might be sleeping on it, or maybe you don't know how to use it properly, but we're going to give you a little bit of a push. What do you got? Um, I don't know what series she is, but uh, I really, and and I don't think I've talked to, I mean, I've probably talked about her before. I really like Hazmat. Um, Ah, yeah. And... I think what's and, and what I would say is that she takes a lot. There are a lot of cards you need to really utilize her effectively. Like to to yeah. really have her be part of the win condition, you need to be playing Wong. You need to be doing like the Wong Mystique kind of stuff. Like we talked about, I talked about that Toxic Sarah deck um, mm-hmm. last episode. Um, mm-hmm. You need Luke Cage to be in your deck, and Luke Cage is a great utility utility card. Period. Um, he prevents yeah. any sort of like negative debuff effects um you know so he saves your cards from being like ripped down with a valkyrie and stuff like that but um Mm -hmm. i guess i would say the pair of them like you know they're they're great cards um yeah you know hazmat hazmat is a fun little disruptor um and when you have the right card she becomes just an absolute terror um yep so, yeah. Yep. I, I remember when I first got hazmat, I, I got Luke Cage first and I was just waiting to get hazmat. As soon as I did, I threw them into a deck and it was, it's a lot of fun. It's a good disruption deck. It's a, it's just, it's, I think we talked about it in like one of the early episodes, you know, how we throw debris out there and it's like, what are you doing? You know, you're like just clogging up the board and making it worse. Like, yeah, for you, <laughs> for just, you, it's a good time. It's a good time. You know, what else is a good time is my pool three card pick. Which, by the way, I did look it up. Hazmat is also in pool three as well. So it is one of those okay. cards that you will get. My card that I want to reco or bring up, and I don't think I've brought this card up before, but if I have, I'm bringing it up again for a good reason. And this is literally one of my favorite X-Men characters, and that is Magneto. Mm. A six cost, 12 power card that's going to pull all opposing three or four cost cards to the location that he's played in. It's either going to win you a match or it's going to win you a match or it's going to make you lose. I don't know. It just depends on what happens. I have used Magneto more and more in the last weeks, uh, specifically to shut down Galactus. It makes me laugh like it's like they're playing these three cost cards over here, right? These three or four cost cards in the lanes. I'm like. You're just giving me ammo, buddy. <laughs> what are you doing? Let's pull Electro. Let's pull this other card. Let's pull these cards over here. Let's let's give Galactus some friends so we can't blow up the board. It's a good time, man. But he's good for other things. He's real good to like I've, – I've used Magneto to shut down a uh, Taskmaster. I'll pull the, um, the Cosmo over into a lane and Taskmaster won't ignite. And so mm. that lane's shut down. The other lane's shut down because they lost three power. Magneto's a good card, man. He takes some getting used to because he's kind of hard to play at first. But really, once you get used to him and you're kind of looking at the board state, you're like, oh, I could, I could play him right here and win. It's awesome. It's awesome. Plus, his variants are super cool too. So Magneto is one I want to highlight this yeah. episode. What a great card. He is a card that I don't play a lot of. um, Mm -hmm. And I've been wanting to like, I mean, like the obvious pairing is like him, uh, you know, you, you drop Kingpin in a lane. Yeah. Make it all spiky and then drag a bunch of your opponent's stuff. Like that's an easy way to like sort of, you know, claim that lane. Um, Yep. But absolutely. 
It's fun. It's fun. But y'all, thank you for listening to this episode of Snapchatter, a Marvel Snap podcast. Nate, good sir. Where can the good people find? I mean, they can find us on Twitter, right? Snapchat, yeah, Pod, yeah. YouTube, all that jazz. But where can they find you, man? If they want, if they want some, uh, I don't know. You're, you're kind of chilling out on the hot takes here. I'm, do, um, I'm doing just, like just, there's a lot of pictures of like you know dad mode stuff. Um, so if if you want to see like the softer side, uh, you know, like you can find <laughs> me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. You know, pretty much uh, like any of the the gaming platforms on G, the GG app, all sorts of that stuff. I'm Nate underscore mm-hmm. McKeever. Right on, man. And as always, y'all can find me as the Theologian. Of course, you can find that on just about anything. Uh, Twitter, uh, Marvel Snap, all that fun stuff and all that jazz. As always. Thank you for listening to this episode. Leave us kind reviews on the podcast app of your choice, whether it's Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, any of those things. Leave us nice reviews and all that jazz. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and like and things like that. I'm hoping to stream some more, especially as we are getting closer and closer to the summer months. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to bring that up last episode, but I'm hoping to stream some more just to kind of goof around. I'm going to have some more fun with the game, try out some different decks, and uh, just kind of just kind of see what we can do. And if I wind up getting one of the new cards, Hopefully let you know if it's worth 6,000 tokens or not. Chances are it's probably not unless it's high evolutionary, but we'll see. We will see. But with that being said, y'all, thank you for watching this episode. And until next time, y'all keep on snapping. And we'll see you in the next episode. Wanna know what you hold in? I'm a few to lose. Give me them cues. I'ma do the snap. Tell me what you wanna do. Come on, let's go toe to toe. Mama let my strength on, ready to win, yo. Give me the mic. Give me the- I'm finna rap about it. Don't matter about it. Chatter about it. Let's snap. Snap, 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 snap. I'm gonna, snap, I'm gonna snap, snap. snap.